Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. Hi, I'm Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carms. Um, we've done a few lawyers in the in our time, haven't we? We've, oh, yeah. We've had them in the studio. We've grilled them. We've drilled them. Mm. Um, this one we're talking to from Melbourne. His name is Alex Martin. He's a business lawyer. He's a litigation strategist. He's the partner of Taurus Legal Management. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Nick. Hi, Carmen. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. And Alex, I want to, uh, as a lawyer, as as a as someone from the legal fraternity that is very, very active in media and who's only recently sort of getting his foot in the door, how are you enjoying the uh, the the media activities, the media engagements that you're doing? Uh, well, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, really. I think at times I've had a really good time. At times I've been, uh, I've found it very confronting. Uh, I think at times I've sort of grown out of it and, and other times I've found it, that, that there's a lot of work in it. So it, I've felt all different things about it at all different times, I think. What's the time frame been like? When did you get started uh, putting yourself out there to be booked as a guest? Yes, yeah, so I, I sort of submitted myself to the, to the rigours of the media uh, just before Christmas this year. So it's only been, you know, what's that, 10 months? Um, uh, and I think it, it, in the lead up to Christmas, there's sometimes a few opportunities while people are away and they, uh, they're they getting some different guests in than they might normally get. And so I got a few things on and, and I did a little bit of radio and ended up doing quite a lot of radio. And then I've just done a TV thing recently. So I've sort of, I've ramped it up more recently. Now you're a, you're a podcaster yourself. You're, a, you're an actual yep. broadcaster in your own right. Uh, yep. Did that help you? sort of break in and to get a little bit more comfortable around the media? Uh, yeah, I think it did. Um, it, it helped me to find you know, what you might call my voice. Like uh, I found that when I was podcasting, you know, I was talking about various issues and, and, and certain themes kept coming up and I thought, hang on, these themes are sort of some of my unique take on things. And I think part of the whole media thing has actually helped me build my sense of kind of myself and, and my confidence around that I've got something to offer, that I'm not the same as any other lawyer. You know, that I've, I've got my own kind of unique take on things and my unique life experience that I bring to my legal advice and that that's valuable. Um, I think, you know, in some ways uh, this has been a, a bit of self-development for me because I certainly feel more confident in myself and feel that I've got more to offer as a result of doing the media engagement. So it has helped me build my confidence, which has been good. And lawyers aren't really not known for not having confidence. Mm. They're, they're, they're very, yeah. um, how would you say it, flamboyant in some spaces, particularly <laughs> barristers. Barristers yeah. are yeah. you know, natural performers in court. And I think probably... Yeah. Um, or the ones that we assume are just like rake, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's and they're really... all 100% like that. That's exactly yeah. what they're like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I see. So you've gone against type a little bit there, haven't you? you well, you have, haven't yeah. you? You've, you've gone off the, the sort of what is the traditional model, I suppose, of a... A lawyer in his communication because uh, he or her that they generally don't make themselves available or even put their head above the parapet because it they like to know what they're about to say and they've got some form of control. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Often I think you become a lawyer because you like to control things. You're often a good speaker and a good performer, as you pointed out, but I think often that comes from a shyness. Um, Lawyers are often quite technical people who are are relatively shy, and although they know that, and in court they might know what they're doing, and I feel like I'm confident in court. I know how to behave confident, but I suppose I don't really feel it. Um, And and I think there's a lack of control in the media. You're getting asked questions by someone who um, you don't know what they're going to ask, and in fact, I, I learned that about the media. I didn't realize. I thought the media was much more rehearsed than it actually is. A lot of the time, you're, you're answering questions just off the top of your head, and, and that freaks lawyers right out. <laughs> they don't like, you know, they they when they go to court, they're well prepared. They know all the issues. They know what what is a winning argument in a legal sense, but you don't really know what a winning um, media interview looks like. And so I think it's pretty scary for, for most lawyers and really for most people. I mean, it's a scary thing to get to, to put yourself out there like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's been good self-development. It's been good for your confidence. Are they the reasons sure. you went into it? What were you thinking 10 months ago when you signed up? Why yeah. did you want to do it? So they're, they're, not, they're not the reasons I went into it. They're all surprises. Um, I think there's probably two reasons. One, well, one set of reasons is purely selfish and another set is probably a bit selfless. So I'll deal with the, the selfish ones first, which is is I think I wanted to build I want to build my business and I want to build in order to, to build a, a law firm you need to be visible people need to see you you need to be you know credible and trustworthy and I think that a, a level of media presence helps you with all those things and people you know people get reminded because we we're in the in the media they get reminded that we're there they have seen my face before maybe they already know me and they see me again maybe they haven't seen me but then when they do speak to me they feel like they know me a little bit because they've seen yeah. some of the interviews I've done or whatever. So I think it was a part of the business strategy to, to get the business out. There's no good being a great lawyer if nobody knows who you are. <laughs> um, so that's that's one part. And then there's probably a, there is a selfless part of it that I sort of feel like, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, it feels like some of the public debate out there about issues is just poorly informed. Yes. Um, you know, no, and a lot of our kind of social issues are dealt with in court. You know, a lot of uh, things that should, I think, be part of a public debate really end up in court because because um, the, the debate's quite divisive. And so uh, I think I can bring at least some of those issues, some, you know, some expert and some factual and legal um, uh, views that are hopefully bring the debate to a, a you know, to a higher quality. Because I think, uh, I mean, some of the, the discussions out there in, in, the, in the public sphere are really poor quality and they're really leading to, to bad outcomes. So at least about the things that I know about, I can, I can make a contribution and, and make in my own small way, make a difference. I really like that, Alex. I really like it a lot because and, – and don't be ashamed or don't be worried or concerned about the self, selfish element of it because I get a little concerned if people are going into it purely for philanthropic opportunities or for, yeah. you know, just to, to give back type sort of thing. We do yeah. media for a business purpose and that is to be yeah. known, that is to be recognised mm-hmm. and that is to channel people towards what we're doing. I, I, I think yeah. 90, 95% of business if that's not what their primary reason for getting into media or getting involved, mm. I, I would then start to question or doubt as to whether they're actually fully um, prepared or ready to do that. But yeah, that's I, a good yeah. point. But yeah. I, I love, I love that you know that you're putting your hand up. More importantly, to to be a part of the conversation where it's so easy just to watch from a side. And, and let yeah. that conversation continue on, particularly from people that are, um, let's just say, maybe not qualified or maybe <laughs> not as experienced as, as what maybe yeah. you are or what you could partic- particularly add to the conversation. 
Yes, that's absolutely right. I think I've had a client say to me, I'm very confused during lockdown. I don't know what to do. Should I do what your video said or should I do what this other video said? And I said, oh, what's this? Because I was doing some videos on what you can and can't do in a business sense during during some of the lockdowns as all the rules were changing, trying to keep people up to date. Yep. And uh, and the other video was by a real estate agent telling people about what, what the – and going through the legislation and saying what they could and couldn't do. And, I mean, a real estate agent is just not in a position to interpret the legislation. I'm not having a go at real estate agents, but no. that's just not their no. thing. So if you want to sell a house, go to the real estate agent. But if you want some legal advice, you should be listening to my – so I said, you know, you should be listening to my video. Don't worry about that. If you get another <laughs> video by a properly qualified lawyer and they say different things, I mean, that's not going to happen because the law was clear in this case. And it's my job to interpret the law for the community. That's what I do. And so, you know, I'm sort of proud to do it. And, and I think it's important that we do do it and the people who can, you know, stand up, who have the expertise. I mean, I, I keep out of a lot of debates because I don't know anything about it. But in the, in the legal area, that's, that's my thing. So it's quite, it makes me happy to share it, you know. So, Alex, I've heard you've made a debut on Sky News with stunning outcomes. You absolutely knocked it out of the park. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah, so that was a bit exciting. That was my first TV appearance for a long time. I did some TV a long time ago, but the first TV appearance, and it was in the studio and all that, which I hadn't done before, which is a bit exciting. So Sky News for um, the Bolt Report. And, uh, and I went into the studio and they lock you in a little box and you look straight down the camera and, and uh, I was, you know, um, uh, there was a, a link to um, the, the presenter who was in um, Sydney. Uh, so that was all a bit exciting and I hadn't done any of that before, but uh, I, I think the interview went really well and it had, had a big audience. And actually, as I was walking out of the studio, I got some text messages from clients, current <laughs> clients, who, who, who didn't know it was on, but who'd seen it, you know, and they were, they were very, very happy with it. And, and they sort of felt, you know, they felt good about having me as their lawyer, knowing that I was doing that sort of stuff. It gave me real credibility. You know? oh, that's really great. That is that, but yeah. that is the mm. absolute goal, Carmen. Mm. At the end of the day, mm. oh, yeah. that's the absolute goal that you can. That's what all you can really hope for. One is one, your yeah. current clients see it, or if they don't see it live, that you show it to them later on, mm. and that's part yeah. of that whole amplification yeah. of social doing, media, strategy. which we'll get into that in a bit, Alex, because I I, I want to pick you up on something that you you do. As, uh, as as a, a lawyer, but also too as an amplifier of your own media. But can I yep. just I just want to, uh, that Andrew uh, the, 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 the Bolt report the Bolt report was done and yep. it was a discussion around the Essendon CEO and whether he should have been sacked or not or whether he should sue or not. Mm. Now yep. I, I'm going to share this little bit, Alex, because um, Chris Smith, who was filling in for Andrew Bolt, he came in and said, uh, Alex, would you like to represent uh, Mr. Thorburn as the as the you know for the CEO of uh, Essendon in his case. And your response was? Well, <laughs> I've already sued National Australia Bank a number of times while my Mr. Thorburn <laughs> was on was at the helm. And I don't think I'm on his Christmas card list. He certainly won't be hiring me as a lawyer. So I don't think that would be a good idea. Which got a bit of a laugh, actually, from the presenter, which was, which was good. Yeah, and it is. It's entertainment at the end of the yeah. day. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Did you yeah. go into it, though, with any fear or apprehension that an audience member who maybe is your client would have an opposite reaction to the one you described earlier and might go, well, I don't like seeing my, my lawyer joking around on the TV with celebrities? Mm. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, most of the interview was very hard-hitting and was pretty serious about the issues. Um, and uh, it was quite, you know, I was getting asked about some, some serious legal advice. So I think they saw that serious side. I think the lighthearted, it was, and it was the last question as it happened. Yeah. So I think that lightheartedness worked well. And uh, I think I, I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. And funnily enough, I mean, it was just a joke. And it's true, but it was a joke. 
Um, but it was interesting that um, I think it actually cast me as a, a even more of a litigation expert because I said, well, I've sued the National Australia Bank successfully mm. oh. a number of times. Which, you know, you're managing to sort of reference your own wins, which was good. <laughs> so that wasn't my plan, but it sort of came across that way. So I think it, it, it was really good and it, it got a reaction from him. I've tried to joke a couple of times with some presenters and it hasn't worked. <laughs> so it doesn't always work. No, you got Smithy on a beauty and he was he was yeah. very impressed. And the other side mm. was as an Essendon supporter yourself, you didn't feel it was re, you know, your yeah. responsibility to, to do that because yeah. uh, you'd get bricks thrown at you um, in Essendon, no <laughs> doubt. Yes, that's right. I live in Essendon as well. So if you go down the shops, I didn't want to get eggs. <laughs> no, nah, brilliant. And a bit of, a bit of humour and a bit of you. And I, you could see that yeah. Um, there was a moment with the smile on on your face and the smile on the presenter's face was that you genuinely got along. And look, as a as a result, we, we got some feedback from the producer and uh, the producer was over the moon about it. And yeah, awesome. You know, you can't oh, tick, wow. you know you can't tick too many bo- you know uh, in an interview, but the, you've managed to tick all the boxes there. Oh, that's great. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for the feedback. It, it's good because it was sort of, that was my sort of debut TV performance. So I was quite nervous about it. When I talked about the roller coaster, certainly in the lead up to that, I felt when I was sitting in that little box by myself waiting for them to, to, to you know, to um, call, call me up or to uh, cut to me or whatever, I don't know what the term is, um, I was starting to freak out. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that didn't come across. Can you take us through that moment, maybe paint a bit more of a picture, Alex, because you've sure. got a lot of people listening to us who maybe aspire to do something like and, that. And, and particularly lawyers because, yeah. again, you know, that little box that you're in is mm. a bit like the witness box for some of those uh, <laughs> people that you deal with. Um, um, yeah, what yeah. was that like? Yeah, so that that's not lost on me. I, I know because I'm very comfortable in court and I know when I take clients into court, you know, they are not comfortable. They are usually freaking out and they, they cannot work out what the hell's going on. They don't know if they've won or they've lost it. You know, it's a, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's very mysterious to them. So I, I, I am conscious of that and trying to be sensitive to that. Um, but what basically happened is I got an email uh, very early on a, uh, in the morning saying, would you like to, to come in and do this interview? So that, that was my first notice of it. And I think that's the first thing I'd say to aspiring experts out there, that this all happens quick. Yeah. So you need to be available. You need to, you know, or at least be able to be available sometimes so that to be able to drop things or move things around. You can't say, I'll, I'll do this in two weeks. You know, it's got to happen quickly. So I got an email in the morning saying, would you like to do this? I immediately accepted. And then I had to sort of move my day around so I could do a little bit of prep. But then that evening, I had to go into um, South Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne, and, and I went to South Melbourne to a, a, a studio, and they had you know all the studio equipment and everything. But you go into this kind of little uh, soundproof box, and uh, and there's a camera there straight at you, and then underneath the camera there was uh, an image that was um, the camera was recording, so me, and then next to it there's uh, um, the actual show, and then you know when they you can see what's going on in the show, but you can't actually look at the show, or you shouldn't look at the show because it'll, you won't be looking at the camera and yes. therefore you won't be kind of screen. So that was a bit tricky. You've sort of got to look at this black box and, uh, and, uh, and you know, hope for the best. And you've also got to imagine that someone's asking you a question because you can't quite see them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you can't look like a deer in headlights, which I did a little bit. Um, you want to kind of be nodding along as if, as if you're looking at them in person, but you can't see them. So that was all a bit much. And then in that kind of five minutes when you're sitting there quietly, they shut the door, they've cooked you up to the mic and all that and they leave you feel, um, you know, a bit isolated and a bit sort of, and then like, you start to forget your own name. I was thinking, hang on, what am I being interviewed about? Uh, you know, I was freaking out. And then, then once, once you actually start speaking, you calm down. It's all right. Oh, well done. No, really, what you achieved there, and I speak from experience, but also having trained lots of people to do the same thing, what you've achieved there is very, very elevated 
behaviour for, yes. for a television guest. You've been able to work through the nervousness that is always over and above public speaking. People go, oh, public speaking is the scariest thing you'll ever do. Bulldust. Being alone with a camera in a room when yeah. someone closes the door, <laughs> walks away, and your only way of knowing what's going on is a screen that you can't even look at. Look at, is, right. Exactly. Is, yeah. oh, honestly, it's a nightmare. So you've been able to really cleverly recreate actual human connection, so much so that the, the, the host had a laugh with you and you guys had a joke together. So honestly, big pats on the back for your first attempt at that. That's really, really elevated stuff, Alex. Oh, well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. That's very encouraging. Uh, I like it that I, I need to fake human contact. That's my that's my key skill I'm legal, trying, trying to develop. Fake yeah. human contact. I said lawyers should be naturals at that. Exactly. You lawyers have been practicing that for years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Actually, there is a bit of, I mean, to some extent, appearing in court, you know, is a performance. And, and to, yes. to some extent, an interview is a performance. So I think I have had, I've been lucky in that some of my training does translate. Mm. Um, so, so I do feel... You know, I mean, talking to clients, for instance, is something I do every day and I'm very comfortable with. So to the extent I can sort of imagine that the the um, the uh, interviewer is just a client, I can answer complicated legal questions simply because I do it all the time. So yeah. I, I'm lucky in that I've had some training and I think other lawyers, if they wanted to, to, to put themselves out there, I think they'd find they're better at it than they think they might be. And you're spot on. You've and also too, you've got to put yourself out there, and and for other lawyers, not yeah. that you want to create any competition for yourself there, Alex. But um, doesn't worry me, mate. I'm the best. Oh, see, and and that that is an attitude and a mindset that needs to be done. Now yeah, you do need something like that when you go into the media, don't yeah, you? you don't do. mistake. You need to protect it because other people aren't necessarily going to prop it up for you. Yeah, yeah. well done, well done. Now, Alex, I want to tap into, and I th- and I know you. You probably do this better than I've seen anyone do it. And this is the the aftermath of the media engagement. This is the amplification of the story or the radio interview, the, the newspaper article, the television piece that you've done, mm. and you, what you do on LinkedIn on, and on your socials. I don't think anyone does it better than you, Alex, because you wow. let them know that you're on, you let them know when you've been on, and yep. it just raises profile. How do you do it? Because I, I'm, I'm going to hazard to guess that that's not your actual skill set. Someone else is doing it for you. But why do you do it? Because you're very good at it. Oh, well, thank you. I, I didn't realise I, I was um, that that was a particular skill. So that, that's fantastic. I mean, we, we, we do it. Um, so yes, it, it, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's someone else. Um, and some of the aspects, certainly if we're putting up, say, a radio interview, there's, you know, you, you can format that on Canva and do all this sort of tricky stuff that I don't have anything to do with, so sure. my, my team does that. So I think part of this is, is if you want to do this, you've got to have some time and you've got to have some support mm-hmm. um, and you've got to dedicate some time and support. If, if you've not got no time and no support, then it's probably not for you. Sure. Um, uh, but I, I try and make the time to at least tell people I'm going to be on, partly because I'm proud that I'm on and I want people to tune in and, and I think it's part of the you know credibility and visibility thing. And the media Sometimes love, I don't and the have media- time. And the media loves that we as well. That. The yeah. media wants to see that because they they want extra eyeballs. They want extra ears. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're happy for you to take photos. Something I didn't do, actually, which I probably should have, is taking some behind-the-scenes photos when I was at the studio. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was in the makeup room where there was all mirrors and they had lights. You know, they had the light bulbs around the light. Like, yeah. like There's a lot going on. Did you get makeup done? I didn't, but I was in that oh, room right, um, gotcha. to, to straighten my tie and to you know brush my hair sort of thing. So, and that's why I look so impeccable. Um, so, uh, yeah, 
I should have taken some behind-the-scenes shots. But then after we finish, um, I mean, we certainly always get a copy if we can of the of the um, of the interview, and then we put it up wherever we can. You know, whether it's on um, YouTube or whether it's on the website or, or on LinkedIn or whatever is appropriate. Probably all of those things, mm-hmm. um, and that's because most people aren't watching it. You know, whatever sure. the media. You know, I do a lot on Two CC, which is in Canberra, and no one in Melbourne is listening to Canberra Radio, so we promote it, and then, and people listen to it that way, and I think that's great. Yeah, that's where you get all the value. It's not the first time yep. it goes to air. It's the job it does for you in your amplified content after. Uh, hit the nail on the yep. head. Yeah, it would have been good to get some behind-the-scenes photos. A, you recognise that. B, it is hard to do on that first TV appearance because, as you pointed out, your mind's elsewhere. You're trying Correct. to be in the moment. Yep. You're trying to focus. Yep. And as the person is interviewing you, potentially, we want to make sure you're in the room. We don't want you too distracted. Sure. So it is yep. a really good idea to bring that support person to these interviews. Right. You know, someone oh, who can, can take a photo for you yeah definitely ask if you can have someone there who can take that photo for you or even you know bring a tripod and set it up just to roll on the whole experience and we just then have little moments you can use even in recent podcasts here even in recent podcasts here we've had the the marketing uh, agent there sitting there taking video of their own for their own reels etc it's a it's a content production um complete and but on that Alex, it, and, and, I, and I don't mean to say this as a sort of a in-your-pocket in sort of thing. It's you do it beautifully, and mm. I think that and, – and the fact that it's a great message for anyone, if you're not following Alex Martin on LinkedIn, do that and just see the way that he presents his articles mm. and his media engagements because that defines it. That defines who he is, what he's doing, and I, I totally agree with you, Alex, that it also too is a reminder to people they're coming to you. They're coming to you for yep. your expertise, for your advice, yep. for your input to the issues of the day. And I, I, yep. I, that just carries so much weight. Oh, well, thank you. And I'd say to, to, to potential experts out there, you know, they might say, oh, I, I'm not sure about what my way is. And, and I'm not sure if people value it. And, and ultimately, if you're doing things your way and people don't like it, they won't follow you sure. and that's okay. You know, they won't approach you. They won't approach your business and that's okay. In fact, that's probably good yes. because then you're getting less approaches from people who aren't suitable. So if people see my style, whatever that is, whether that's, you know, what, whatever it is, funny, direct, whatever, um, and they don't like it, then we don't hear from them and, and that's a win for us. I mean, we get a lot of inquiries into the business that aren't suitable and if we could trim down some of those inquiries, we'd save a lot of time. So there's nothing wrong with you being you, putting it out there, and if people don't like it, they don't have to consume it. And that there is the real reason why we don't care about letting the competition in on this stuff. You know, it, it, yeah, sure. you know, you say you're the best. Yeah, good, fantastic, wonderful. That's good for all of us in our own ego. But at the end of the day, yep. no one's the same as you and you're not the yep. same as them. Yep. And so if they yeah, get the right. press and they get the attention, they'll get the right clients of them. There's enough to go around, I often say uh, this. It certainly is. Yeah, yeah, yeah there certainly is. And if, if, yeah, if they want that, some, some other quality that this other lawyer has, and that suits them better, then that's good. We, we don't want them. We don't want a, the law, we don't want a client who um, doesn't like our style, doesn't like how we do things. So, um, and there's there's plenty of work. I mean, there's plenty of legal work in in Australia to to keep us all busy. Now let's let's use our little uh, time machine here because by the time this actually goes to air, Carmen, yeah. this uh, uh, you will have met Alex. In fact, you'll be at the Meet the Media Melbourne. Uh-huh. So this actually yep. goes to air on the Tuesday that we release this. Awesome. So you know, let's just put a little bit of a. Uh, you've just come out of Meet the Media, Alex. Uh, what did you think of yeah. today? No, oh, what, I no, what, no, what are you really, what are you hoping to achieve out of Meet the Media? It's yeah. um, nine, nine media in the run room. They're looking to, 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 to not only talk about their, 
media cycle, what their day looks like, but they also want to go and meet the experts that are, are coming along. What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I, I haven't ever met really um, in any detail anyone in the media, right? So, I mean, we, I get an email from a producer or something, we have an email exchange and then off I go and then I might be interviewed and that's it. But I don't, you know, don't really chat to the presenter or the interviewer before or after or, or very lim- in a very limited way. And the producer, I only have a little bit of contact with, they're busy. So sure. actually, I don't have any real insight into, you know, what these people worry about, what's important to them. And so that's what I, I really want to you know, meet the real people, find out, you know, what, what, how does their day look? What do they do every day? What do they worry about? What are their constraints, you know, so that I can work in better with them? So, you know, I mean, I've already worked out that they want stuff quick, so you need to be available quickly. So that's probably the first lesson. I've worked that out. But I'm sure there's lots more about, you know, what, what's important to them, you know, how the media cycle kind of works for them. I really just want some insight into how I can better appeal to them, you know, and to appeal to the right people, which, you know, I don't even really sort of know, you know, much about the different audiences and so on. So I'm sort of learning. And I think that the more I can learn, the better I'll be. Yeah, great summation, isn't it, about the benefit of that? You know, at the end of the day, you've been busy getting really good at what you do. You know, we we can often in the media, and and my experience having been a broadcaster, assume that all these people who are applying to be on our show know how to give a great interview. And we're sorely kind of mistaken when they get in the studio and they're like, oh, they don't do the things we needed. But it's because we failed to communicate to them what we need from them. And meet the media is that chance for us in the media to say, hey, I'm a producer, and if you can do this, this, and this, you make my job so much easier. Well, let me let me just give you a little insight as to two key things that will come out of Meet the Media. One, um, the human beings media. You know, yeah. and a lot of people forget because they don't hear from them or don't get a response back because they've presented some content or whatever mm. it might be that they're just mean, ugly machines. <laughs> no, they're not that yeah. at all. They are human beings. And the other side of it is that key relationship that you can make, that eye-to-eye connection, that sort of human yeah. touch mm. is so much more powerful than a, a one-page of what you can do for me. This is a, yeah. an opportunity, 30, 45 seconds, uh, eye to eye. I can be a media asset for you here in this, 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 and this. And it's yeah. just so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a real first for me, and I think it's a great thing to get them all together in one room so that you can, you can really have make a few connections all at one time. Um, I've really, I've, uh, there's only really one media person, which is 2CC. I'm kind of a regular on that radio station. And, and so I know the producer there just from our, our back and forth. And that's been great. But to, to think I could go along and have, you know, five more of those would be fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing is they move around a lot, you know, sure. that you meet yeah. one now, they might go and work somewhere else in the next couple of years, yeah. or you need to attend Meet the Media very often because the turnover is real. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, Carms, you're oh, a former broadcaster. Yeah. You've been around in the media in lots of different spaces in different mm. states and they do move around. Yeah. And, you know, a good example of that, and someone who I, a big shout out to Monica Lepore, who is a uh, former Channel 7 uh, supervising producer for Sunrise, you know, she's over at Sky News now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Updated. Thank God I do this podcast. Amazing. And Sky (laughs) News though, you know, look, um, she'd been there for 20 years. Mm. You know, some people move, move quickly and often, but some stay there forever. Mm. And it's just such an important thing to have that relationship with them. And I I, I say to everyone, it's, you know, and and this is a hats off to you too, Alex, in the fact that as a, a busy lawyer, someone who is an industry that, you know, every minute does count. 
to take that time out to make those connections and make those relationships, it's hats off to you because you're serious about really making this work for you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'd say about that, you know, if you don't do what I'm doing, you go and shake a lot of hands and you go and have a lot of meetings. That's what most lawyers do. Sure. And I still do that. That's critical. No, no question. But the handshaking in the meetings are going to be more effective if you've got some background supporting that, you know. So I see the media as just kind of a logical part of the um, business plan and of, of, of a, my practice that, you know, if I'm going to go to a meeting, then I also want to keep in contact with that person via media and via social media and, and via email and via telephone and via in person. It's all just part of it. And so I think, you know, the... The, the, you know, and because of the way the media works, there's a, a, a lot of reward you can get out of actually a small, relatively small time investment. The delivery, just suppose I'm saying. Mm. Oh, look, for sure. Mm. And I guess the shrewd expert listening who's a business owner or a profession like yourself, what would you say to them in, to give us some idea of return on investment? doesn't have to be dollars, but how's your business gone the last 12 months? Oh, business is going great, gangbusters. Um, we, it's very difficult to measure because people don't ring you up and say, I've heard you on the radio and I'm going to sign up with you. Mm. But I had the managing partner of a very large national firm refer me a file the other day and the first words out of his mouth were, oh, I saw, you know, I've seen you on LinkedIn doing all this stuff. You know, I don't know if he was talking about podcasts or he's talking about, um, you know, my articles or what he was talking about, but he, he'd seen a lot of stuff and then he referred me this very good job. And he's known me for many years yeah. and he may have referred me that job anyway. I don't know. But, you know, the first words out of his mouth were that, and it may have been that that's what reminded him to give me the file. So uh, it's hard to track it. I couldn't tell you a figure on return on investment, but I certainly think it, it multiplies your connections. That was a connection I already had, but the the, um, the, the media really leverages that connection. And, and that file certainly it will be enough to pay for any time that we've spent yeah. um, <laughs> investing in it. Well, Love you know, it. And be Spot front on. of mind, though. And, yes. and to be front of mind and yeah. to be able to deliver content on a, on a social platform like LinkedIn as regularly yeah. as you do with the high-quality content that you're delivering as well. Mm. And, that, and then there's a little challenge to everyone is, you know, you, you, you sometimes see a lot of people up there that are in the shining lights that are delivering this sort of thing, but they're delivering high-quality content and you almost want more of it. Whereas there's others that are delivering content that you go, oh, well, you know, I probably don't need to see that. Mm. But to yep. be recognised yep. and known for it, I think that's 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 what it's all about. Be front of mind. Yeah, yep. and it's creating yep. those brand new, uh, what is it, 35 to 40 marketing touch points. It's no longer seven touch points yeah, in the marketing it's space. so many now, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, by doing the TV and the radio and amplifying that suitably through your social media, you're just increasing the chance that those touch points are going to happen for your potential potential clients and I'd say there's every chance that's why you're getting those deals otherwise we are uh, yeah we run the risk of being forgotten about absolutely yeah that's right well I, I just say to people you've got to, if, you, if you're not going to do that sort of thing then you've got to shake a lot of hands if you have to shake someone's hand 40 times before they use you then that's that's a lot of handshaking huh. and I don't think anyone has that energy and I want to I want to yeah. spend time with my family not to not not be working uh, like a dog for the exactly. rest of my career. Yeah, no it's one, a lot no, of networking drinks. No, no one oh. likes to shake hands in COVID times. No <laughs> one's shaking hands <laughs> yeah, anymore. No, I don't want to shake hands with these grubby people. <laughs> Awkward conversations. Oh. Hey, Alex, yeah. that is it for us. Hey, that was a really good one and I, I really enjoyed that chat. Uh, if people want to get in contact with Alex Martin, and can I just before you do, uh, if you're not following Alex Martin on LinkedIn, I hope highly recommend you connect in today can 
connect in now and just have a little bit of a, a, a trawl through some of the, mm. the media posts that he does because it's a great example. It's almost what you need to as a minimum now to, to deliver that content to an audience. Oh, don't forget to tell Alex that you heard him on the Experts podcast when you do it. <laughs> yeah, forget Sky News. Just tell him you heard him on the Experts podcast. <laughs> How do we get in contact with you, Alex? Oh, so the best place to go is to our website, www.tauruslawyers.com.au. All our contact details are there and there's links to everything, links to LinkedIn, links to Instagram, links to YouTube, whatever you, whatever you want to, however you want to uh, consume stuff, there's something for you to look at and follow there. Wonderful stuff. All right, Alex, thank you for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Nick Hayes. Another great one. And uh, we'll have another great one when we speak to another media and another expert next week. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.